Chetan, tell me, uh, is design uh, only for architects and for designers or is it meant for others? And what does Humpy Center for Design do in terms of involving other people and other professionals in this? Right. Um, no, I think uh, uh, design, uh, exp- uh, design is a field which is going to get into all realms of our, practice, of our life. Is is already there. I mean, right from the way we use a pencil to the way we discuss uh, uh, processes in a in, in a company. So I think design is already part of everybody's life, quite ingrained into their lives. But I think designers, as a profession, are going to enter the boardrooms of every corporate uh, in the near future. Um, are going to enter into the boardrooms of finance managers are going to enter into the realm of uh, uh, thought processes. Um, Are going to, I mean, one big example is Apple, where design has entered into that uh, very, that's the the soul of that whole organization. I see that happening throughout. I see that happening even in uh, a company which is going to be uh, one employee to um, uh, a company which has so many um, uh, multi uh, uh, groups of uh, activities. So I think design uh, and to uh, what we are trying to do with Humpy Center of Design is to understand design and nature in our nature inspired design workshops. Uh, as I was sharing with you earlier about uh, our recent workshop. Uh, I would just want to share this thought that we had uh, somebody who came and said, can we design uh, how to decompose uh, half-burned dead bodies in the Ganges at a much faster rate and keep Ganges clean? We had somebody who worked on that thought process to somebody who said, uh, can I create... uh, um, a process in my company on how to organize finances by looking at ants. Right? So if you really look at the the you know the diversity of design thoughts from a product design to a thought design. And they were all approached in the same uh, workshop, in the same uh, dialogue center. Right? So I think somewhere Humpy Center of Design is trying to like look at that exploration. Um, again, going back uh, to what one of our thoughts which we want to do at Humpy Center of Design is put up a space where uh, research is encouraged. So we intend to have a few design chairs which will work purely on certain level of research. Um, Somewhere, uh, the way we are looking at it right now is, say for example, we have uh, uh, an artist called Arun Desai in Bangalore who is into paper folding. It's a simple craft of origami or kirigami or whatever, of folding paper. But the moment I, we had a workshop with him uh, in a design studio, and we said, can I design uh, large pan structures using concepts of paper? Can I design foldable spacecrafts? Can I design uh, nanotubes of uh, foldable material which can be injected into the body and goes back and becomes a stunt for the heart? 
So you suddenly have a simple act of paper folding going into architectural design, going into medicine and going into space exploration. So we are trying to see whether we can create those design chairs which starts exploring these, these thought processes. So we are working on nature inspired design, we are working on paper folding at this point of time. We are uh, looking at futuristic design thoughts as uh, some of the ideas which we are working with uh, the Ampi Center of Design. Um, they're all thoughts. They're all activities which have started off at a very minuscule level. Yeah. Uh, and I am sure that in the coming years, this can become a um, huge uh, I know, line of thinking uh, and could become verticals of their own yeah. in the coming years. Yeah. Similarly, we are looking at uh, uh, India itself. Uh, our country. So much of stories, so much of um, I know, uh, impact from various aspects of our daily life. Could be stories of the village. Could be, we've been a very uh, verbal uh, uh, evolution. We have told stories from one generation to another generation to another True. generation. And that is carried forward. We're somewhere, thanks to technology, we're missing that out. Yeah. So can we create um, museum spaces which could talk about those stories? Right. So we want to have a course in our Humpy Center of Design on how do you tell stories using exhibitions. Right. So we want to create a program where um, you you train people to design how to tell a story through architecture, through uh, display systems, through things like that. Because there's so many stories, uh, you know, in in our daily life. So. Uh, you go to the village, you'll find so many stories. Yeah. Their festivals are, have so many stories. Their dresses have so many stories. Yeah. Each motive in their dress, each motive in their wearing has a different story to tell. So how do you tell that story? We're not losing it out. Yeah. And we're all coming back to uh, a nice t-shirt and a jeans <laughs> pant culture, which is losing out those stories. Yeah. I'm just giving an example Very there. True. So we're trying to see whether we can create somebody who can tell those stories. Train people on that. So, any uh, live examples of uh, people who attended this workshop and from some other fields or diverse fields, and how have they uh, had breakthroughs in, in their uh, thinking? Okay, uh, there's this person in the last workshop who is a chemical engineer who said, uh, uh, Can I put uh, a shower gel which is much more comfortable for uh, uh, health reasons, health and reasons skin? than a soap bar? Mm. Can I put it in a soap bar? So, in the process of discussion, we came out, you know, we, we went into a nature uh, inquiry and found that certain uh, you know, fishes or frogs allow water to move only in one direction and yeah. not in another direction. So from a product of converting a soap gel to a soap bar, it went into designing a container which can hold the soap gel yeah. and work like a soap bar. Wow. <laughs> right? Very, very different approach. But where did that inspiration come from? It came from a fish. Nature, fish. It came from a frog. So you had people like that. Uh, we had a Montessori teacher who came up and said, how do I understand how animals train their cubs or calves yeah. uh, to do certain activities? Yeah. And is it possible for me to really look at that as a parenting technique for human beings also? I think we are now driven, if I'm talking to, and if a couple is talking to each other and their kid comes and 
tries to disturb them the easiest destruction is giving them a mobile phone or <laughs> and is it is it possible for us to change from looking at how animals distract their kids hmm. simple thing like that hmm. so we had a montessori teacher who came and studied that hmm. uh, we've had uh, um um i know we all know now is the age of uh, driverless vehicles and there are people who are researching the way uh, bats move around the way honey bees communicate with each other uh, the way ants communicate with each other and trying to see whether that can be introduced into a design uh, uh, one more big example of nature inspired design has been even our uh, bullet trains in japan which has a long nose taken from a uh, uh, kingfisher because when the kingfisher moves from one density air into water the beak does not create any ripples it easily transfers itself into the water and then finds its fish and catches it and comes back the earlier bullet trains had a snout so whenever it went into a tunnel it went into a thicker density of air and thereby it created something called a sonic boom and it kind of not just created sound it kind of reduced the speed of the vehicle so they look at this kingfisher and converted it into the face of the bullet train and voila today we have the cumulative time delay of all bullet trains across japan to be 6 seconds this is amazing uh, thanks to nature so that inquiry is getting into that uh, that process here so many many verticals of looking at design through nature of nature um, today we are talking about uh, uh, materials which can you know which we have not even seen before uh, very new new age materials which could increase uh, you know uh, the life span of that material and reduce the resources from mother earth uh, say for example i'll just give you a, a case study of a laptop which we carry a laptop just is around 3 and 1/2 kg of weight but to manufacture that laptop the amount of resources we take out from mother earth is close to around 15000 kg and every time you change a laptop you dispose a laptop and buy another new laptop you are buying another 15000 kg of resources from other earth today we are in a major challenge that uh, i don't know if you have heard of earth overshoot day it's the day when we have finished our resources for this particular year and start consuming resources from the future generations it started off somewhere in late 1980s where we started overshooting that means that before december 31st we have started consuming resources of that uh, that year and we started boring today we are on august 1st by august 1st we have consumed resources available on earth for this generation before august 31st uh, before august 1st and from august 1st till december 31st what we consume belongs to another generation so why are we cheating the next generations of whatever we are trying to Yeah. for our comfort levels yeah. so uh, can design get into a mode where it is not a product it's not a problem of the consumer it's a pro- problem of the designer right can i redesign spaces where i need to consume much lesser and i delay this process can i move start moving instead of august 31st to june july 31st can i move to september 31st to november 31st thereby delaying that process of the tour should day Right. and sustain for a longer time uh, we are not going to save earth yeah. 
earth will continue to live in its own form. Yeah. It, will, it might change into a, a water body, a complete water body. Yeah. It is only that we need to be saved yeah. from extinction. Can we delay that process of extinction? Mm. So, yeah, design is one way of approaching that. I think that's the top of the uh, thought process which needs to come in and the way, how do we redesign so that we can continue living for a longer time yeah. as, a, as, a, as a species. Yes. So, Chetan, somebody mentioned that uh, aspect of that five elements of uh, uh, the hierarchy of uh, evolution of a product. I uh, want to get more uh, details on that. Uh, what are you, you saying? Yes. This nature-inspired design thinking uh, is an offshoot of what I think was a very interesting uh, thought process which came out of Stanford, if I'm right, uh, of the five stages of design thinking processes which has now been a very uh, important uh, uh, training session for most of the corporates. Uh, design thinking goes into getting, um, being empathized about that uh, problem you are trying to solve, then defining the problem you want to solve, yeah. and then uh, uh, ideate on that problem, and create a prototype and then test it. These are the five uh, elements of design thinking. At, the end, at this inquiry which we are trying to do now on based, based on nature-inspired design thinking, which can literally get into all boardrooms, is you empathize on what the problem is. You dwell on the design for a, on the problem for a longer time. And you say, what is my problem? And once you state what is my problem, how can I solve this particular problem? Then you go into a sense of nature inquiry and say, how does nature solve a similar problem? Say, for example, uh, if I say, uh, how can I safeguard cyclists from, you know, from head injury? I can't put the same question in terms of saying, how can nature help cyclists from head injury? That's a wrong question. So you kind of redefine that question with a nature inquiry. You start looking at how nature would put that same question. You, you generate a series of questions out of that. So you get into a nature inquiry, then you create some kind of a design matrix where you start looking at different species have approached similar problems and solved similar problems. And so from there, you start looking at those inspirations and then coming out with your own design ideations. And then you prototype and test it and then put it out in the market. So this nature-inspired design is an elongated version of the design thinking process, but I feel is the need, much stronger need of today's world where we have already overshooting before August 31st our resources. Yes. And uh, so coming to another important aspect um, is that uh, you as a senior architect and being on this journey pretty long, what would be your message to young designers and architects? Thread lightly, thread lightly. Uh, be conscious of uh, everything you work with. I'm not saying you need to be eco-friendly, but you need to be conscious. Right. Uh, that's the first first aspect. I think uh, the second aspect is to is to really think out of the box, expand your boundaries as much as possible, because that's when new thoughts happen. Uh, uh, new explorations happen. So when you do thread lightly and also ex expand your horizons, you're going, going, going to do something which is very nice for designers, very nice for the community, and also nice for the, for the ecosystem in which we live, the earth.
uh, even if we go into mars in the coming years can we tread lightly even on mars mm. uh, can we start treading lightly even on mars yeah uh, let's not create it like uh, what wally the movie yeah showcases uh, humans as yeah. as a as a civilization which is generated so much of waste that humans itself can't stay on earth they mm. move out of into a spaceship okay very true when is when is we go for so chetan now i'll come to some other uh, aspect uh, what are the other interests that you have you know i think uh, you have other varied interests also in your life what, what are the things that you Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think theater, theater is something which interests me. I have been an Ekshagana dancer earlier. Oh. Um, I have a family of dancers. My wife is a Kathak and a Bhatanatya dancer. My sons also perform Kathak. Mm. Uh, used to perform Kathak. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, theater, dance, art forms are something which excites me. Uh, movies is another thing which... really gives me another perspective of life uh, so we've recently started off uh, talking to kids started a small film club at humpy on for children hmm. and one for uh, adults so we just sit watch movies dialogue on that learn from that i've been a avid traveler as i said so um, i started organizing tours for architects so yeah. we started going out on tours of architects with architects and students of architecture together to see some architects master architects work and that was my biggest learning because after the tour in the evenings when you sat down in your hotel each person has his own perspective of how we saw that particular space somebody would have seen a small detail somebody would have seen the whole space value so when you start dialoguing on each one's perspective of that thing the next day's visit would be much more in, in, interesting so i travel a lot so we we did a lot of travels with architects fellow fellow architects that's something which i want want to get back to yeah, uh, traveling with architects to see different architects works interesting so these are some of the things which we yeah, yeah. so how does your normal day in hampi now now that i shifted to hampi shifted to hampi how does it look like for you uh, uh mornings uh, we do a hour and a half of yoga um and then we sit down on what we need to do for that whole day but yeah we would have planned out for the whole week so that day uh, activity gets sorted out and uh, staying in hampi has its own beautiful things evenings are generally spent at the river side oh. having a bhajji and uh, uh, tea uh, and uh, dialoguing with various people uh, so the local scene uh, which is not possible in bangalore yeah 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 uh, yeah and uh, Yeah, I do generally have uh, certain days of site visits and uh, we travel across because we're doing projects. At Hambi, we're doing projects up to uh, uh, Gulbarga and in Bangalore, we're doing projects up to Tirupati. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm in Hambi, uh, a couple of days are spent on site visits and travel and other things. Um, but uh, the office setup is uh, so organized, the process is so organized that uh, my presence is required only at the ideation stage. and uh, the process takes over uh, the other aspects of the uh, practice so except for certain important site visits i am involved uh, otherwise uh, yeah a lot of time spent on ideating on uh, what we are working with hampi and uh, uh, generally every week we would have some workshop or the other so that's how i spend my days very nice very interesting 
so chetan uh, thank you for the time you spent and uh, thank you for being this uh, beacon of light where you're trying to bring in this element of design and trying to see how we can permeate it into all areas of our lives and especially professionals you know giving them that perspective and giving them the exposure and sharing your knowledge and getting a platform for people to share uh, and to learn thank you for doing what you're doing thank you sir thank, thank you. you i think uh, i also use this opportunity to say uh, the first spirit was lit by both my parents uh, who kind of you uh, know Uh, who didn't stop me from exploring what i wanted to explore i think uh, that's where it started off and that's what uh, is taking me till now and uh, thanks to both of them for triggering this out thank you thank you chetan thank you sir. all the best thank to you, you.